I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a banana? Why is it so tiny? It is a banana. I don't know, but I needed a snack between my fucking five hours of meetings that's going on right now. You holding that tiny banana looked like when Maui from Moana eats the normal size banana. You know, and it looks oh, like is that where Maui is from? Maui from Moana. Yeah, you know, you know Maui oh. from Moana. That Maui. I don't. Uh, this is an educational moment. Yeah, Maui's from Moana. He's played gotcha, by gotcha. a guy named The Rock. You may have heard of him. I don't know. He may or may not be your idol, but Maui eating that banana looked like when people eat, you know, those like white cheddar Cheetos, like oh, Cheeto yeah, Puffs. Yeah. yeah, it looked like that. And that's what you looked like just now. I actually thought that was just a big Cheeto for a second. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Shut up for a moment. What's on your mind? Look what I got. Ooh, See what this? do you got? You know what this is? Is that a blanket? This. A bl- what? Who am I? A freaking homeless person? This is not a blanket. This is I mean, a- you can have a blanket at your desk if you get cold no you we don't have workers that do that adults don't use blankets at all i that's I have, a lie i have no blankets no sheets i just have you know like the heaters that you have at buffets that go on the you know, like the big lights that go over the food oh yeah yeah yep. i have a big one of uh-huh. those over my bed that's how i stay you warm. just have heat lamps everywhere yeah heat lamps yeah that's what i have Your i have skin a gigantic is crispy. Heat lamp. it's crispy and if i put like tanning solution on before and i go to flake? bed is it what it's F- filet flaky oh flaky that makes way more sense yeah it dries out and gets all flaky now shut up because this is not a blanket this is a a uh foot warmer it's basically like a pocket and i put my feet in it and it's electric and it heats up and it heats my You're feet an up idiot oh it's not a blanket to keep you warm it's a foot pocket to keep my feet warm <laughs> it's like if you took an electric it's blanket like, and folded it it's over. like the worst part of a sleeping bag <laughs> It's the best part of us. What do you think it the is best the part of a sleeping part. bag is, dude? I I cannot sleep in the sleeping bag if it's fully zipped. Like I, I just can't. Like I I can't for some reason. Like having my legs bound while I sleep or like close together while I sleep is just not a thing. Well, you just ruined a fantasy of mine. I was planning to get you over here and bind your legs while you're sleeping. Well, I mean, we can still play the fantasy. I am a people pleaser. If there's one thing I know about you, it's that you're absolutely not a people pleaser. <laughs> Fine, whatever. All right, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. you ready? I don't care. Have you ever tried meditation? I'm busy. I'm fucking working, man. Leave me alone. You Are you actually working? You look like you're working. <laughs> Hold on. I am answering something real quick. <laughs> I'm just going to sing to myself. Okay, wait, wait. What was, what was your question? Are you done working now? No, but I care. What was the question? <sighs> the question is, have you ever tried meditation? Um, very unsuccessfully and many years ago, but I have been thinking about it more and more recently because, I mean, I, anybody who's spent any time with me knows I get into manic states and (laughs) they can last for a very long time, like weeks even. And the more I learn about like the brain and how it processes stuff and whatever, I don't actually hit reset at any point. Like, um. Like a long video game session will will like kind of reset, you know, my manic states and whatever, which did is 
why I've kept doing them, or one of the main reasons why I've kept doing them for for so so long. But like, I mean, just if I stop playing video games and I focus on like working out and work and you know building good habits and all that stuff, then I forget to like stop and and like reset and be like, oh, okay, you know, start a whole new day versus carrying everything with me from the past, however long. What do and you, I feel like, you feel like well, I was just gonna say, and I feel like meditating would would help like reset that like every day. What do you, I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying that you, you you can't you. What are you saying? I don't understand at all. What does it mean? I just, I, just oh, I mean it, it's the extremes, right? Like I, I get into these these thought overthinking processes for certain things. Like I just got a call about client architecture that they proposed like that's completely opposite of what we've done for the past two years but okay i guess and then now like my brain is just spinning up all these crazy questions of just like it's all gonna break what are you guys thinking about uh, what the hell yes. so then like i carry that and then like i come into this or say i came into like a different meeting right after that and then something else happened then that just kind of adds to the stack and then it just keeps adding to the stack and nothing ever gets resolved because they're all feeding each other at that point mm-hmm. yeah all right i'm with you now yeah, I uh, I've been thinking about a lot, a lot recently too because I heard I, I so like do you know what the word mindfulness means? Do you have an understanding? Like I have a general idea, but I, I don't know like any official definition or anything. I for like years I've heard people say like my, you know mind talk about mindfulness meditation and like practice mindfulness and stuff, and that was always some sort of like vague thing, whatever. It didn't make any sense to me, and I finally heard a definition that made it click, which is like. Mindfulness is the ability to recognize the fact that you're having thoughts without letting them kind of carry you away, you know, so like you can see the thoughts going by, but you're not like overwhelmed by them or, or taking control by them. Um, and that's, that seems big, man. Yeah, I guess, I guess that, that is a, that, that's a definition of how I would like it to be, right? Yeah. Like people are also like being mindful while you're doing something. So it's like you're all, you're also there is a mindfulness of of action as well, not just thoughts and not causing action off of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why like really hard running sessions are, or just like exercise in general, like really hard exercises because you have to be mindful. Like you can't be like thinking about work while you're about to die in the middle of a really tough squat rep. That's a lie because you listen to podcasts while you run. So shut up. You're not mute, on the. Or your not not on the hard sessions though. Like I, the on the easy runs, sure. But on the hard runs, I listen to music, and I don't even really like pay attention to the music because I'm too busy dying. Sure, you don't. Yeah, your subconscious doesn't realize the bass is pumping at 150 RPMs or anything, or BPMs rather. What are you saying? Are you saying that I do pay attention and I'm lying to myself? Well, uh, so there's no, not not that you're lying to yourself. I'm just saying that like in general, music itself, like if you put, you 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 can put like a tempoed music. That, that runs at a certain beats per minute and then it'll your heart rate will automatically like close in on that subconsciously oh. because like it's just like the thunk 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 in your brain and as you're like not paying attention to everything else like the like you're talking about being mindful of like running and everything that's still happening in your ear in your eardrum so it's it's creating this pattern and then like your your body still syncs with it oh okay well that's fine my body can do whatever the heck it wants as long as my thoughts are are not Right, like what I'm, the point I'm trying I'm to make saying. is, running is the only like a really hard run is the only time that I uh, am not just like spiraling with all of the million thoughts in my head, and that's what is mindfulness. What is a hard run for you? 
What do you mean? Like how fast or something? No, like well, just an example of like what is a hard run for you where you're at currently in your progress of running. Well, uh, so yesterday I did like, a, an an intervals run. Is that what you're asking? Like I did a two. Sure, yeah. And is that hard or is that just like another deposit in the bank? Oh, I mean, it was hard. My heart rate got up to 188 and my max is supposed to be 180. Oh, damn. You almost died. I did almost die. Yeah. And then at the end, freaking Strava said it was like below, like my relative effort was low. I was like, man, you don't know me. I about died just now. Don't tell me that was a low effort. Oh, man, like I have a whoop band. This is a little bit of a tangent, but I have a whoop band that, that uh, records like the activity and uh, the strain is what it's called. And like mm-hmm. when I would when I'd run in the mornings for an hour, I would get like a 12 point strain, which is a solid workout. But then, like, I'd go hit the gym and, like, lift heavy weights and even row for 20 minutes afterwards. And I get, like, a 10-point strain or, uh-huh. like, an 8-point strain. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't understand what the difference is on those two things. But, well, I mean, I guess, like, an hour run is much harder on my body, I would think. The strain on my body would be intense consistently. I, I think it's just, yeah, it, I guess it depends on, like, what it's looking at. Like, my, uh, I'm using a Garmin these days. And Garmin has this thing called body battery. That's like, you know, one to a hundred of just, you know, what's your body? Like how charged up is your body? Um, right now it is a 38, even though I did not exercise today and I got like eight hours of sleep, which is more than I ever get. Well, then and, you just slept horribly. I mean, I, I didn't sleep great, but like, come on, 38. That's weird. I should be, you know, this is way more rested than I usually am. Yesterday, my high was 81. And that was when I had that really hard intervals. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what it's looking at. Stress or something. You have too much energy and you've been sitting too long. You need to go like do a jog. I don't want to do a jog. Go I got another with, run go tomorrow. Go play with your kids. Listen, you're getting me off go, track here. Go play here. some basketball with your kids. Here's the point. That's my job. Here's the point. It's waterfalls like uh, like TLC, except in this case, you chase them. So the I, I downloaded this app and the app is like, here's mindfulness, okay? Normally your thoughts are a waterfall and you're just getting like carried down. You know, you're like falling down the waterfall and mindfulness is the ability to step behind the waterfall and see it flowing, but not letting it carry you away. And I talked to our buddy Joe still about this. And he said that apparently he's a big mindfulness meditation dude. He said that uh, for the, the image he thinks of is like, you're at the bottom of a lake and your thoughts are like bubbles coming from your brain and like floating up to the top to pop, just like floating away from you. And that image super did it for me, man. I've been, but what happens when you run out of breath? No, it's not like a sonic situation. It's infinite. But breath. we don't live underwater. I, I don't live understand underwater. this analogy. You don't. I if I wanted to live underwater, I could. Okay, it's not. No, you couldn't. Don't don't put your limitations on me. Shut up. You can't. What? Prove me wrong. Why do you always hold me back from the things I want to do? I don't. I'm telling you to go and do them. Go live under the water, and then show me it's real. How long do I have to live? That's there? what you want to do. Mm, to li- how long do you have to live in a state to get residency for like Ten college minutes. and stuff it's like a year isn't it yeah so you have to live underwater for like a year all right give me a really long straw and a lot of peanut butter no 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 you can't have the straw otherwise how are you gonna see the bubbles float to the surface and have your epiphany i'll breathe in and then i'll i'll spit out bubbles and then i'll breathe in again <laughs> for for a whole You're year an idiot <laughs> but but uh but this has been working for me man like whenever kids do something that that you know, has been upsetting me. I'll I'll think this upsetness is a bubble and let it float away and go pop at the surface, and then I just feel good. 
I think there's actually something like for years I've been like, oh, meditation doesn't really work for me. I've tried it. It's not like, you know, sure, it works for some people, but it's not good for me. But, uh oh, I lost my internet. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? I can't hear you on the clean feed. I turned on the meat. Can you hear me? What's happening? I can't hear you. Are you screwing with me? All right, I just downloaded that one. Let me let me kick off a new one, I guess. I'll just combine them. Hold on. See if I just invited you to the same one. See if that actually works. Test test. I hear you. Okay, now I hear a double of you. All right, we're good. So it's working. Yay! I don't know yeah, where we were. That's the second time that happened, man. My inter- my internet has just like died twice today. I don't know what's going on. Is it just um, dropping and then kicking you off real quick? and then? Yeah, earlier it was in a one-on-one with my manager, and I was down for like five minutes, and it was really annoying. We were having yeah, a heart-to-heart and everything. So, you don't you remember were... what I was saying? No, I got distracted. Mm, I don't know what I was saying either. Was it the thing about... No, yeah, I have no idea. The waterfall and the kids staring yep. at their problems or their, their antics as like bubbles or whatever. Yeah, something... Know. So anyway, I'm pretty pumped about this. I think there might. Oh, I, yeah, I was just like saying that my whole life I've you know known the meditations a thing for a lot of people, but for me it's just like oh, it doesn't really work for me. It's not my thing. It doesn't you know it doesn't jive with the way my mind works or something. I think it actually might be a thing for me, and I've just never actually understood it enough to know. I mean that that could be said for almost anything, right? Or a lot of things in life. I mean, mm-hmm. That that's the explanation of my entire growth. I'm just like ah oh, fuck that. Oh, wait, that's actually useful? I should learn how to do that correctly. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, weightlifting, running, writing, reading. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, running especially, for sure. Yeah. I was just like, never. I'll be have, I'll have to be chased by a bear or something. That's when I'll run. <laughs> Man, fucking did it for fun. What is that? Now you made me forget I was, All right. where I was going so, with that. Hold on, don't go so away. I had a thought. Hold what on. kind of meditation are you trying to do? What was I gonna say? Uh, I really don't remember now. It was so. It was gold. It was solid gold. Yeah. I no, don't know. it wasn't. It was gold plated. Oh, I remember. I remember. It was um on my tiny violin episode a few episodes back where I was like whining about how I don't have friends and I'm not passionate and stuff. Um, every episode. And you, oh, yeah, in particular in that one though. And you were like, "How about you just shut up and." say crap and stop worrying so much you remember that you remember that comment you made i I tell that to everyone yeah sure (laughs) you're like how about you just whine stop whining you just act like your normal goofy idiot self and if people don't like it then whatever like yeah that that actually kind of clicked for me and that goes alongside and it should that should (laughs) click for everyone i mean uh, look listen this this is just a a small tangent like the, the biggest problem that's happening right now just in society in general is that Everybody wants to be accepted for who they are, but yet everybody's afraid to be who they are. So they like project their bullshit on everyone else around them to make their lives more miserable because they're unhappy with who they are as a person and can't express that. Like that is that is a legitimate thing that's happening. And like to every time I hear somebody that's just like, oh, well, I don't know if they'll like me or what if they don't like my jokes? It's like, who fucking cares? Really? Like it, it doesn't matter anymore. It, it seriously does not matter anymore. So I have I have two things. Uh, thing one is like this is a classic mindfulness thing. Like you know I'm scared to say this thing. Uh, it, it happens. At li- you know literally every call I'm like oh, I have an, a thought, but I'm I'm scared to say it because what if it's stupid? 
now I know, like, take that thought and let it bubble away and just say the stupid thing. Um, well, I'm, I'm you're not controlled by so your thoughts. I'm surprised that you're not more mm, vomit of the mouth with your words, because, I mean, Eric was your manager for so long and he just says and asks whatever comes to his mind because he he's just looking for answers and he's curious and he's digging in versus like he, he's just trying to like create momentum or just keep the motion going versus like oh I don't, I don't know maybe i shouldn't ask this because somebody might get upset or you know whatever well i mean i think yeah you're you're right eric's like that and i think i'm like that with people that i'm really comfortable with and i think that I've been operating under the assumption that I need to find safety before I can be like that. But I think the right answer is I should flip it. I think the right answer is I need to be like that before I can find safety, you know, because like you can't feel psychologically safe until you put yourself out there and have the opportunity to show yourself that you're psychologically safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I can lean into that a little bit because it's just how how are you going to ever be safe if you've never told anyone what your actual thought was? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's, there's no way that that's going to happen. And like doing nothing is never safe. You just brought away and die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, that's not a good analogy. I was going to say it's like weightlifting. Like you gotta, you gotta fail a rep to grow, you know, you gotta like push to your limit and pass it a little bit, but that's not actually good. I mean, you have to, you have to tear down the muscle to build them. I mean, there's, there's that analogy. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, man, it's, it's it's just kind of all coming together for me lately. Like that, that idea of you have to, Instead of finding safety and then being vulnerable, you should be vulnerable to find safety. That combined with the whole like, I'm feeling unsafe, take that thought and let it float away. And it's not, it doesn't have to define me. Um, it's been a big deal for me. Yeah, for, for some reason, this is um, bringing up a, a conversation I had with my manager recently about like, we were talking about, we don't understand how people like leave a company before they use all of their acquired social equity within the company to get a change for themselves. If that makes sense. Like, like to change something so that, you know, they could get a new position or work towards a new position or do different kinds of work or, you know, get off a project, whatever, whatever the reason is for them to leave. There there has been instances where people like decide that they're going to quit a company, not necessarily phase two or whatever, but just in general, that they're going to, you know, put in their two weeks notice and quit because they no longer fit in or something, right? So, something isn't right. They don't feel seen, whatever it is. But, like, they don't cash in on every, like, all of their reputation that they built up over a year, or two years, or three years, or four years to try and fix that problem before leaving. They just, like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a problem. I'm just going to go to a whole new place that could possibly have the same problem, but probably not. So we'll see. Yeah. So it's, so, similar to that of like regardless of if you're safe or not because i mean at that point if you're quitting you're not necessarily safe right or thinking about quitting the, you're not the in fun- a safe spot the funny thing about that for me too is like oftentimes when i'm you know may- maybe not that exact situation but just whenever i'm in a situation of like i know that it's over then that's when i actually feel free enough for the thing to not be a problem at all in the first place you know what i mean like if i know that i'm quitting then I won't care how safe I feel because I'm going to be gone in two weeks. So I'll just say whatever the crap I want. And if I could have done that all along, I would have been fine, you know? But, but that's what I'm saying is like people need, or I keep generalizing this, but just some people just put in two weeks and quit before they're like, Hey, let me try and actually fix this thing. That is a problem. And that, that is interesting to me. I think 
like having that mentality. It reminds me of um, our whenever we moved out of our last like I, the the house that we left in 2013. Um, I just thought it was just such a junky house, you know, like everything was falling apart and whatever. And we were so glad to get out. But then after we moved out, we had to fix all that crap and get it painted and cleaned and stuff. And I was like, actually, you know, after all that, it's actually a really nice house. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset to live here. <laughs> and oh, man, so, if only we maintained it. Yeah, I know. And so it's that kind of thing of just like. When you're actually leaving, you fix something enough to realize that it wasn't that bad to begin with if you would have just done that in the first place. But but that's also goes back to what I'm saying now is like I think now is the most safe time to to ask or to like put yourself out there, especially in like a workplace and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I mean, it seems like everywhere is like trying to figure out these new guidelines of like how to treat their employees and everything. You may as well fucking throw your hat in the ring and be like, Hey, well, I don't like this one thing that's been happening. Yeah. And see what happens. Like if it was like, Oh, well, you know, that's, that's not really a problem for everyone. It's just you. Then you're just like, Oh, okay, whatever. And move the fuck on. But like Mm -hmm. if you were, if you were seeing a problem in like a process or something, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's at least somebody else that also has seen that problem. Yeah. That's, uh all right well before before i you, you just you you opened up a whole new tangent that i want to go down uh well okay let me go down that way first i also want to talk about the four agreements because it relates to always do your best but before i go there um there's been a big initiative happening at work which is like a you know easily a six months probably more like a year project and it's basically being done pretty waterfallish of just like these are all of the things we need to do before we can launch this you know and planning out the entire thing and so really bad well i mean like this is where i start to become unsure of myself like i think it's really bad um to me it seems obvious that what we should really do is find what's the thing we should do right now and do that thing and then find the next step instead of planning out the entire thing like try and be agile about it but every time i bring that up to somebody like i brought it up you know i i haven't had the confidence to bring it up in like a big call where we're actually planning but I brought it up in side conversations with my manager and like a couple other people. And everybody's like, well, when you're coordinating with this many teams, you really need to have the whole thing planned out so that people can like allocate resources for, you know, Q3 and Q4 or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, so this, yeah, that, it's just like a great situation of like, I, I have a strong opinion, um, opinions about how this should go. And I've seen it fail because of this reason before, but I don't have the courage to bring it up on this big call and possibly derail the conversation even though it's possible other people are feeling the same way and are uncomfortable about it you know like you were saying is it i don't that's a weird one because like the the context of that is like you're a different company that has like a fuck ton of teams that do very specialized things right so is it like a a company-wide project let's say or objective and like all the company is working on it in just their own little ways so it's like coordinated amongst a shit ton of people and it probably affects like probably 50 people will touch it in some way over the next six months but but they're not all on the same team right no 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 it's like five plus different teams uh yeah well so just from recent experience i would say a waterfall approach for something like that in that that kind of structure of a company is probably better just in my opinion especially from a business standpoint of like making sure things are done before starting the next thing yeah i don't know man my i think my problem with that is that it doesn't embrace the fact that it's so likely for stuff to change 
Like whatever we plan now is going to be obsolete in two months, you know, based on what we learn in the next two months. But it makes people uneasy. It's 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 um, for it's for comfort. It makes people comfortable to know there's a plan, even though there's no chance true, we'll be yeah. able to stick to it. And that's what I don't like. Well, me, that's also why I don't like meetings is because those meeting there's so many meetings to come up with this arbitrary plan that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Oh, is the, is the plan we're going to do work for the next few months? Oh, OK, let's just fucking do work then. Instead yeah. of hang around and be like, oh, well, we're going to work on this specific thing. And then in two months, we're going to work on this specific thing. And then six months from now, we're going to do this specific thing. Instead, mm-hmm. how about let's do all the stuff that's on month one. But yeah. like it, that once you once you go out from at least again, from my experiences, uh, it, once you go out of like two other teams, I would say. So once you're on like team four that's injecting their input into this plan, it, it just gets really really murky yeah and everything just gets messed up and i think it's one of the toughest things about the project that i'm talking about is that it's not a a new product that we're building because like in a new product you can have an mvp and you can iterate on it you know and you can like launch a minimum but if you're replacing a thing that already exists you can't actually launch anything until the entire thing is replaced you know so it's really hard to well do it incrementally well what about i don't know I don't know what. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's a lose lose, right? Just all the points that we brought up because shit's going to change so quickly that a waterfall won't get it done quick enough. And if you break it up in agile, then you're going to run into issues with like multiple teams touching like the same components and shit and moving shit around or I, like, again, I don't know exactly what you're building, but that that always becomes a problem. Yeah. So then like. There's no like happy answer. I think I, I to me there's still like to me to me it's still just a matter of what's the most important thing for us all to do in the next two weeks. Let's do that. Nothing else matters. We'll decide after that based on what we come up with in the next two weeks. And the fact that we can't actually launch anything for six plus months doesn't change the fact that planning out those entire six plus months is not valuable. Like I just I don't buy that it's valuable to talk about, you know, coordination I, and resource planning and stuff because we just it's not going to stick. Anything, it's all going to change. Anything past 3 months, like any kind of planning past a quarter is is dumb. It's so arbitrary. Like unless you're doing super high level like well we think it's kind of the market's going to go this way, so we're going to try and do this. Like that's one thing. But like mm-hmm. if you're talking about like oh, well Maybe we'll want this feature that they asked for six months ago, but we won't be able to build it until you know eight months from now, like that. Those types of things, it's just not going to happen. They not at least yeah. not in that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. I, I mean, we, we yeah we went way down that path, but like my point is like, in I I understand that in theory it's always a good idea to speak your mind and you know like make your opinion heard and stuff, but. In reality, it's really easy for me to convince myself that this is not a confidence thing. This is a like wrong place, wrong time thing. Like it's the wrong place for me to try and derail this conversation with 20 people to talk about things three, three levels higher than we're currently talking. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard for me to find that balance of, you know, like, is this a confidence thing or is this a just like this is a bad time to bring it up thing? Well, I, I feel like you reaching out like to your manager and stuff is the first step, right? And then. Just escalate it. Ask, ask the people that are architecting it. Just pick their brain. Like, don't don't go in guns blazing, but just be like, hey, I was just wondering why you guys decided Waterfall versus Agile with an MVP and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do your normal critter, critter thing. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. 
Yeah, I think it's I I I, str- I I'm trying to figure out if me talking to my manager is like actually wanting his advice or basically just wanting his permission to say something on the call. You want um, his permission for sure. Yeah, and I just don't want the way you're talking about it now. Yeah, I don't want to be wanting p- people's permission. But uh, so the four agreements. So like, um, I read the four agreements. I know you read that before. I one of the agreements that stuck out to me is always do your best, and like it's super clear that I haven't been doing my best when I'm you know like kind of blah on calls and not saying much and stuff but i don't really know what it means to do your best like what is okay so let me like if i if i did my best on any one thing then that would take up 100 percent of my time you know would it yeah like name a thing and i guarantee you i could fill 40 hours a week doing just that if i really went all in like code review stub out a ticket so well okay do if when you say stub out a ticket what you really mean is like uh plan an epic or something you know like when you talk about things at the right level yeah but stubbing it out isn't like putting into full detail so like just a simple thing like that is just create a ticket so that we have some notes or a place to dump our notes and then we have to groom it later so but if stub out a ticket is just an action required for planning work then i could definitely spend 40 hours a week planning work you know or like uh, another one is road mapping. Like if I spent, if I, if I really did my best in creating a roadmap for the next quarter, I would easily spend, you know, hundreds of hours on it. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know where the balance is. Honestly, I don't either. I mean, in development, what the fuck does that mean? Because coding my best would be like things are fully accessible, work in every single browser, every single device, every single resolution, every single, mm-hmm. every single, uh, what is it? perspective that it's from like yeah every screen reader yeah like testing coverage every os yeah yeah so i mean like when i get a ticket i fucking it's not that when when i when i deliver my work it's like scope to is it working does it do the things that the acceptance criteria says it needs to do yep that's that's it Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm struggling with that man i don't know like I, I'm a big fan of the eighty twenty rule too. Are you down with eighty twenty? Have we talked about this? I, I brought it up several times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that makes sense in general. Like, you know, find the most valuable things and don't do the other stuff. But that's kind of the opposite of always do your best. Like, always do your best means like a hundred percent of you know. If I'm doing road mapping, I won't eighty twenty road mapping. I'll do a hundred percent of road mapping because anything less would not be my best. Well, so I think I think we are thinking about on a too micro of a level so like at the end of the day when you're done with work do you feel like you did your best days of work like your best day of work that you could have for that uh-huh. day you do me are oh, you really asking no i haven't felt like that yeah. in months oh yeah then you're just failing horribly i know that's why i keep complaining to you <laughs> every podcast <laughs> no yeah you need to step up your game then quit being a little crybaby start voicing your opinions Pretend like you actually earned your title. Fucking contribute. There you go. I fixed your job for you. I mean, you're not wrong. Of course I'm not. Maybe maybe do your maybe do your best means do your best with the tasks that you're doing, but don't see well, I don't know. We, well the the thing about it too is like what what we think is our best and versus like what the company thinks is our best or the client thinks is our best are all different right so it's whatever 
is really satisfactory for you to like look at something you have done or worked on or put together and go, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it should be. Does everything it's supposed to. It serves its purpose 100%. I am proud to ship this off to production or show the team this or present this to someone. All right. You you struck something there with I am proud. Like do maybe maybe replacing do your best with do work you can be proud of. Maybe I can get behind that a little better. Do your best is such a slippery are, slope. Are you proud of shitty work that you've done? No. <laughs> it, is it is it good work that you've done? Like, w- would you consider would it be considered the best that it could have been if you're proud of it? Like, proud to show it off and everything. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I, there, I could I could do something that's not my very best that I'm capable of, but I could still be proud of it. And that's right, enough. But- but that's the thing, right? Is the so the difference there is like you you can spend all the time in the world and make it absolutely perfect. But we're not looking for perfect. We're looking for best for the purpose it needs to serve, especially when we're delivering stuff to a team or clients or whatever, right? So it's like it's the best in this time block that I've estimated I would do it in. So there it is. That's my best at this uh, this is my best attempt at creating this feature, say. And here you go. You can test it and you can ship it off to production and everything because I put my stamp on it. I think it's going to work. Yeah, so yeah. you're so you're saying it's always do your best given the time and materials that you have. Well, in in our company or not our company, in our industry, it's it's definitely the context in which we're working has to play play some sort of role. Like it can't just mm-hmm. be what like the best that I'm capable of because I can zone in and just tweak out on something for hours but who gives a shit if it's like you know super pixel perfect and like i have like all the white spacing in the code the way that i like it specifically and all of that versus like oh i mean i guess i could drop that to a new line and it would have read a slightly better type of thing yeah like you know just little things like that so i mean yes you can sit there and gold plate but generally people don't like perfect things anyway so you're saying, are you saying that always do work you can be proud of is not enough? What? No. Okay. So like, my, A- am I saying that? Well, my I don't think like, it, was. it sounded like you were arguing when I suggested always replace do your best. I mean, I suggested replacing always do your best with always do work you can be proud of. Well, I think, I, I think, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're you're overthinking what best means and not and not realizing that like if you're proud of the work you did then. Why isn't that just the best that you did for that instance? Because it never is, man. It like, all right, let me think of a, a good example. Um, when is the last time I've done anything I could be proud of? When's the last time you ever did anything? <laughs> like, wow. See, this is the problem. I can't think of anything I can be proud of from the last months and months. I think I have to go back to my last yeah, job I mean- to find something I can be proud of. Yeah, I mean, you are a shitty person in general, too, so it's going to be difficult for you to find any example. <laughs> I I started a book club. Let's say that. That's an easy, it's easy one. I, I'm not really happy with that, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with that one. Uh, I am proud of the fact that a book club that I created in my new job has gone on, like, we're on our third book now. You know, we have people who consistently come and contribute and learn a lot from it and read it and stuff. Um, it's definitely not the best. It's like hold up was there a book book club before you no i created it so you created a book club 
And now uh, there is a book club. Yes, I did that. How is that not just the best and you're proud of it? Like, because, why why does it have to go deeper than that? All right, let's see. There, I, I think I think what really what this is is just like me picking holes in this. Dig, yeah, you're that, digging too far in for sure. But, but like doing my best on a book club would mean that that wasn't the thing the the task was to create a book club and you did your best to create a book club now that's active and there's members i didn't and do my best though did i to start I mean, one i mean you have a book club how, how much better do you have to be at starting a book club than starting a book club that is that is active with members that does not count at all that's like what are you talking about if i started a book club i can promise you nobody would show up promise but, you that nobody would show up but your point is like the fact that it happened doesn't mean i did my best on it like i could you you had to reach out and get interest you had to see if people would actually do it you had to pick a book you had to create a time where you can meet there's so many things that go into it by, stop selling yourself short on all of that shit by your by your definition of doing your best if i if i fixed a bike with duct tape and it, it worked then that counts as doing my best is what you're saying if if duct tape was the best solution that you had, yes. But this that's what I'm saying. This was I could have done I could have done better. It was it's not how, how impossible. could you have done how could you have done better at creating a book club that is currently active and working? Um, all right, let's see. I could have invited more people and created different small groups. Oh, so you still can't do that? That that can't be an add on later? It could, but I haven't done that. I haven't done my best, you know? Or I could have there's so you haven't times. done your best at expanding it, but you did your best at creating it again. You dumbass. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll stop. I get your point. Uh, it's just it seems I don't know. I, I guess it's it's uh it's a rabbit fun. hole. If all you're going to do is like go down at every little thing that isn't perfect, well, that's it, what it's the rule is always going to be horrible. Like the rule is is telling you. It's hard for me to read. Always do your best and not feel like that's asking me to be a perfectionist, and I don't want to be a perfectionist. But the problem is, is you're you're taking this this simple thing and then you're expanding it to every depth and detail that you can to be like, oh well, that's not perfect, so I I didn't do good on that one. Uh. Like, I need to start a book club. Hey, I started a book club. People are showing up. They're actually like suggesting their own books. That's a pretty active fucking book club to me, considering I'm not a part of any book clubs, and it's a hundred percent more than any book club I've ever been a part of. So, ta-da, successful. That would be. Your best work. And then now if you want to make the book club the best book club in the world, then you start going into all these details of like, well, I'm a fucking idiot. And how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to get more people in here? How am I supposed to get more book recommendations? How can I make it like subgroups for article readings instead of just books or whatever you want to do with it? All right. I I don't want to keep talking about this too much longer, but you you just brought up another thing for me. This is the last thing. Uh, I think always do your best is is hard because of hindsight because if you're if you're thinking about things in the past and you say did i do my best on that you can always think of ways you could have changed and if you can't then that but really I thought, means you're not growing i thought you had the bubble i thought you had the bubble like theory going for you that's for emotions isn't the though. past but isn't the past an issue isn't it just a thought i thought it was just for thoughts it's for it's for emotions and yeah, maybe I, I thought it was just too. for thoughts. Yeah, we talked about thoughts for it. So I if it's just know, a bad man. thought that's weighing you down, if it's taking you down the waterfall, take a step back and just it's, watch it go down the waterfall. It's not a bad thought. It's a growth thought. It's a you know I I did X not as well as I could have. I need to remember to do that better on the next book club I create. That okay, kind of so thing. it's one it's one thing if you're like, hey, I can move forward and improve on this. 
that's fine. But what you're doing is just whining, going, it's not perfect, so I didn't do my best. <laughs> well, because There's the a huge me. difference there. <laughs> There's a huge difference. The, nowhere in the book does it say it has to be perfect in order for it to be the best. I guarantee you, it does not say perfect. All I'm saying is that it's it's much easier for me to reason around, always do work you can be proud of, because it's hard for me to ever call anything my best. Well, then just change proud when you go like, I'm proud of this, just be like, this is my best work. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw and out And then see what people do. I'm do gonna it. Say it. I'm going to say always do work you can be proud of. All right, so let's see. What are the four agreements here? We've got be impeccable with your word. Which you didn't agree with. It's or not that I don't agree with hard. Yeah, I, I, it, to me, this just seems, I, I don't know, like, I, I agree with it. It's, it's sort of like saying, be nice, or, you know, it's just like, okay, sure, don't say crap Follow you don't mean. Follow through with what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, there was a weird quote in there, by the way. Uh, I copied it. Okay, so an example. I see, I see a friend and give him an opinion that just popped into my mind. I say, hmm, I see that kind of color in your face in people who are going to get cancer. If he listens to the word and if he agrees, he will have cancer in less than one year. That is the power of the word. Like, I didn't I didn't really understand. Like, is that actually suggesting people can get cancer if they believe they're going to get it? Because <laughs> I, I do believe that is the example he's using. But it, it's I think it's just to hammer in the fact that, you know, if all you think about is, oh, shit, I have cancer because of my skin, then you're going to have cancer. And you're going to live like you have cancer and you're going to start seeing doctors and stuff. And you're not going to believe anything else other than you have cancer. Mm, yeah Self i think that's or a thing yeah yeah I, I think that's that's more of what what that was getting into versus like hey your skin color changed you have cancer yeah yeah and i mean I, I this one didn't really hit me that hard at the time i've thought about it some more since then and i think there are situations where like all you know like the classic trying to fit in and sort of like agreeing with what somebody is saying even if you don't really agree with it when they're talking bad about someone else or whatever like crap like that i think i am guilty of but I don't know. This didn't really strike me too much. Okay. Are you thinking? Okay. So, no. <laughs> all right. So the next one, don't take anything personally. Uh, man, yeah, this one was big for me. I take this everything is fucking, personally. Uh, man, I have, I have an issue with that saying in the workplace, in, in, in the industry that I'm a part of. Especially like as a personal business. Uh, well, so the thing is, is like I, I get attached to my work and I've talked about this where like I I invest a piece of myself, I guess, into my work. Like I, I, I will go and put in work for stuff, and then like when the client does something different or like dismisses it or like whatever, you know, they they don't they disparage me for the work that I've done in some form or fashion. I tend to get a little passionate or like angry and emotional with it and like attached to that work because i'm just like well what the fuck did you want me to do this is exactly what you told me to do i invested all my time to fucking do this for you like what what are you expecting and then I start getting like actually driven by emotions and like more volatile and stuff like that but then mm-hmm. like the one answer everybody says is well just don't get attached to your work and it's just like oh okay and then what what is that company? What is that company value? Oh, be be passionate about your work. Oh yeah, let's contradict ourselves. Let's just con- continue to contradict ourselves with this one. How about that? Mm. So then I, it's just this fucking circle that I I fucking hate when people are like, oh maybe you're too attached to it. Oh maybe you're too close to it. Oh maybe because I fucking developed it for forty hours a week and now they're saying it's shit for no reason. Like 
you know, shit like that. It's just like, why? I don't, what do you mean? Oh, don't be too attached to the thing that you spent, you know, two years maintaining. Like that, I just hate all of those conversations or that as like a solution to any of my fucking problems. But you, but you gotta agree that that's, it's, it's healthier to not take it personally, right? Oh, no, of course. Yeah. If I detach from my work completely, that is fine. But now all I'm hearing are conversations like, oh, well, we have to like, we have to be a part of the client's mission and we have to believe in what the client is doing and what you are building and blah, 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 blah. Invest yourself into what you are building for a better product for the client so we make more money. But don't attach yourself to your work. It's it's so fucking dumb. I hate I, it. I hate it. I don't it. think I they're it. I don't think they're mutually exclusive, man. I think you can you can give something your all and be passionate about it and stuff, but if somebody hates on it, that doesn't mean they're hating on you as a person. Like I think I think that's the I point. mean, it depends if they're if they're addressing you directly and using your name in the thing that they're not they are not liking or talking shit about. Yeah, it's fucking personal. Well, why okay, would so you why would you bring up a name specifically? Even oh, if because said, it's fucking personal. Even if they said, Jace, you're a terrible developer. Like, yeah, that's personal, sure. but you don't have to take it personally, is the point. Sure, I don't have to, but I'm going to fucking respond as it's a personal attack. Why wouldn't I? Fuck but, you. Because it's not healthy. Because you're you you can you can Yo, you, I do not give a shit what kind of health it is. Like if if I'm getting personally attacked, I'm responding. End of story. Like why? it's just end of story because I have to. Why? That's that's how I'm wired. You don't. You're not. You, you're you're not a slave to your emotions. Like why really? What what benefit do you get from doing that? Gratification. Gratification. So it feels good to put someone in their place. Ooh, it always feels good. But it, more importantly, it feels good to say what's on my mind instead of like letting it fester and then like we were talking about before like it, it it'll just fucking sit there and spin in my brain and i won't sleep and i won't eat properly and like it, it'll fuck with me it'll literally fuck with me if like somebody does a personal attack on me and i do nothing and i walk away it just eats at me forever again but, going back to i should probably meditate well i think that i think that's the whole point it's like okay so say say someone says something like comes at you with like jace you suck as a developer uh if you take it personally, the only way to stop being upset about it is to put them in their place. Or you could not take it personally, and then you wouldn't need to put them in your place because you wouldn't be upset about it. You know? But then like I have that... to go and do a bunch of extra work so that I'm not upset about it. It's not that I'm just, oh, I don't take it personally, so I'm not upset. It's, no, it's going to fucking upset me, and I have to keep my mouth shut and eat crow, and then fucking later go deal with it in a healthy way. It's not some magical solution that it's just, oh, I'll just roll off my back. That's not well, how you... these fucking work. Do, you, do you, but the but it's a muscle you can build you know you can start to like over I eventually think no for sure and we i mean we kind of hit on it earlier and it's all part of growth but like if somebody it, at any point if somebody's just like jay sure shitty developer I'm like, fuck you easy response <laughs> two words my favorite two words probably does I'm that actually make you feel better oh it makes me feel so good because <laughs> especially in a work pre- in a in a work setting if i respond with just fuck you to anything People go, oh my god, what what's wrong with Chase? Instead of like, oh, I said something stupid to somebody who doesn't want to respond to me. So are you saying you disagree with this as an agreement? Don't take anything personally? You're just like not down with that? Uh, currently, I it's, well, it's like what we were talking about with meditation and stuff in the past, right? It's one of those things where it's just like, I, yeah, I see, I see the pasture like way the fuck off in the distance. But getting there is not going to be fun or 
instant or any of that. The tough thing about this for me is is uh, the, like the whole point of this is, you know, nobody can bring you down or bring you up. Like if they say anything terrible about you or if they say something great about you, you already know how great you are. So nothing they say will change anything. So why would you give a crap? But that makes the assumption that you think you're amazing already and you don't need other Not people really. to tell you that. So, so like the positive side of that, of like people giving compliments and stuff is like when I, uh, like when I lost 80 pounds and people were like, oh, oh, you look really good. You're losing weight. And it's like, yeah, no shit. I didn't lose 80 pounds overnight. This has been happening for a fucking year. <laughs> like, yeah. If you lose, like for me, if I lose weight and gain muscle, I'm going to look better and way less those are just facts that are going to happen from things mm-hmm. that i'm doing like it's not important to me if somebody else is like oh good progress you're doing so well keep going like all those words mean nothing to me you you are not respond like there's nothing that you're going to give me or say to make me continue or stop what i'm doing because i'm i'm fulfilling a thing that's in my brain that i'm obsessing over well okay so so positive things don't affect you but well, it's things. much easier for me to it's much easier for me to ignore positive things. Yes. Yeah. So, OK, so if somebody. Uh, so the, the, I mean, the, let me I'll just read it. Um, if they tell you how wonderful you are, they're not saying that because of you. You know, you're wonderful. It is not necessary to believe other people who tell you that you're wonderful. Don't take anything personally. Um, so I'm down with that. And like based on what you're saying. But the flip side of that is that if something somebody says something terrible about you and then you would know that's not true so you wouldn't take that personally either so like if somebody said you're a terrible developer well, do you know they're wrong so so the problem the problem with it and and specifically if they do it in front of other people is when i i get triggered the easiest is yeah it, it's it's disrespectful right if if you're saying something outlandish and we're not fucking friends we're not we're not ha 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 buddies don't fucking come at me with some insult like uh, out of the blue, because I'm going to react to that instantaneously. Like that, that's just how it will work. But even if you know it's not true, yeah, because it's fucking disrespectful if somebody even would say something like, "Like why? Why are you? Why are you even fucking bringing it up?" Like right. I, I don't understand. What is the context of them saying I'm a bad developer in front of a bunch of people that isn't true? Like, if, if well, that has actually happened in my career with a a, a high profile client, and I emailed them back during my graduation show like portfolio show telling them to fuck off like so here's what i don't get if if you if you're confident that you're a good developer and somebody says you're a bad developer how is that different than if someone said you're short and you know you're not short so so who who's saying i'm a bad developer in what context so like if we're on a project say like i was talking about with a high profile client that the fuck it said my work was, or we weren't launching because my work, or, 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 uh, my skills weren't up to par, or whatever the fuck he said. Um, like, if we're, like, say in that instance, he did a mass email with all the stakeholders and, like, all the other developers on the team, on, on our team and everything, in that email, and fucking said that. That is straight up disrespectful. He was being disrespectful to me. I don't give a fuck what he said. The fact that he put it in an email like that instead of coming to me and getting an answer for why things aren't happening, it, it, it's just straight out disrespectful. And I that's that's probably the biggest trigger for me. It's just like, why? Fuck you. you. You're no longer you're no longer like a valid person with a valid point in my world. Like you, you are just 
wrong and I need to remove you. But it but it doesn't it, it doesn't upset you because you worry even the tiniest bit that he might be right. It just upsets you because it's not respectful. Yeah, absolutely. And to, especially to have it in that scenario, like in in a workplace where that was happening, it was just like, and I mean, you know, my manager at the time told me that I handled it wrong and I did, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But like, I still stand by it. Like I, if it happened today, I would still fucking do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to be disrespectful, I'm going to just jump over that disrespect or that, that line between respectful and disrespectful and just fucking drag you to my level with it. Cause, cause we can go there. That that'll be fine. I'm, I'm super spiteful and petty if you really want to go there, but <laughs> just, just don't fucking do it. Like why, what is the whole point? Nobody's going to be happy that you did it. And I'm fine if it costs me my job or whatever. It's just money. Let's go fucking, let's do this. Gloves yeah, off. That's a, it's a great example of uh perverse incentive. I heard this phrase a while back and it stuck with me. It's just like, I think work has a lot of per- so perverse incentive is like when something tries to incentivize a good behavior, but it actually accidentally incentivizes bad behavior instead. So the 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 classic example is um, back in Vietnam, like the year nineteen hundred or something. They had a, a big rat infestation. So the government is like, kill rats and bring us rat tails. We'll pay you for every rat tail you bring. So people caught on to this and started breeding rats so that they would have more so that they could bring more tails or like they would cut yeah. the tail off and then release them into the wild so that they could breed more, you know. So it like it, it was the perverse incentive it was the opposite. And I think workplaces are tough because uh, they should incentivize people working together and collaborating and lifting each other up. But a lo- especially some workplace environments incentivize individual you know, political moves and throwing other people under the bus because it's good for them personally, even though it's worse for the company as a whole. And you're, you know, like the long term well, yeah. growth of the company well, suffers. What's the easiest way to make yourself look good is point out somebody that's doing the polar opposite of what you're doing and go, no, what I'm doing is good and what they're doing is bad. And you go, oh, I see it now. Here's your promotion. Yeah. And a company that encourages that, I think, is pretty much doomed. But a company that has a culture of discouraging that has a long term chance of succeeding i think well right but i mean that also for me i i see that as like another another place where like respect gets abused right yeah. if you're if you're like throwing other people under the bus to make yourself look good you're just being disrespectful to everyone to the, even the company that you work at because you're just like oh this is a bunch of fish in the barrel that i get to shoot whenever i need to like, no no no, this isn't your sandbox get the fuck out of here <laughs> All right. Uh, before we run out of time, so that's three of the four. So four agreements. <laughs> Be impeccable with. I didn't mean to talk about the four agreements. It just kind of happened, but we might as well round them off. Um, yeah, be impeccable well. with your word. Don't take anything personally. Always do your best. And then the last one is don't make assumptions. This one's super hard for me. Yeah, same for me. I, I just I'm an overthinker, and it sucks. And a problem solver. So like, I'll just assume somebody if they're talking to me. It, coming to me with a problem that they want a solution for which is always bad <laughs> so like i'll i'll like try to solution things for people too quickly and then they'll get really annoyed with me like oh shit sorry let me take a step back yeah yeah i think i the, when i was reading this I, I i thought it was mostly addressed to people who always assume the worst so like i work with with some a specific person who does this of like somebody you know won't respond to his message or will say things in a certain way on a call or something and this guy will think oh they just think i'm an idiot or like they don't think i'm worthy of their time like that you know he's a, he's assuming the worst um for me that's not a thing i always 
if anything, I'm the opposite. I like I just always assume they're busy or they're having a bad day or whatever. But the thing that really gets me in trouble is is, is what we talked about earlier of like. I assume that if I say this, then people will think X, um, and that's an assumption. Right. Instead of instead of letting them decide and yeah, think yeah. whatever they think. Yeah. Or like I assume that if I post this funny thing on Slack, then people will be annoyed. You know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I and I do know that my assumptions limit the opportunities that come my way as well. For yeah. Sure. Like, I Same. mean, it, it it's definitely something that's held me back, and again, something that. I'm working on, but not so successfully. Or it's it's very it's very hard to just start assuming things again. Like when you're like, oh, cool, yeah, you're very mindful of it. You're not assuming stuff for like a few days, and all of a sudden, like something goes wrong, and you're just like, it's a cascade effect, right? Like one little uh-huh. thing goes wrong, and all of a sudden, now you're assuming everything's bad, and you're no longer impeccable with it. They're no longer doing your best, and yeah, yeah, it just falls down the whole waterfall there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big things, uh, culture at Wayfair is assume best intent. You know, no matter what happens, assume that whoever did the thing that is annoying had the best of intentions. And I guess that's like Ooh. the one assumption you can make that is. I, is I couldn't live like that. I just couldn't. Because you assume worst intent. I, I don't trust people enough. I like uh, my my trust issues with other people run way too deep. Yeah. I, I I generally assume there's there's like an alternative ulterior oh my god i can't spell it. Uh, i can't speak at all we're done hey hey we did it <laughs> no yeah uh, an ulterior motive though like to people's stuff like you, you, and it's also why like uh, i don't accept compliments as well or or as often is because i i just think you know it's, it's somebody fucking painted a knife with a flower on it i was like look it's a it's a flower and fucking stabbed me with it mm-hmm <laughs> I, I always think it's some shit like that just some some crazy like how is this going to fuck me over later yeah dang it must it must suck to live like that <laughs> it's scary it's very active <laughs> All right, in my you brain ready? you ready to wrap it yeah let's do it we'll see you next time folks you say folks or folks with an you say the l no i say like f-o-k-e-s folks folks yeah People at my job say F O. They spell F O L X, and that's like the worst of both words. Words, worst of both words. Lame. All right. Later. Later, I have another call. Bye. Bye.